Hello, my gente. It's Mark Tip 25 otra vez. Welcome back to El Chuco Sportscast. You know who I am. This is mi hermano, Red MT25. ¿Qué pasó, hermano? I'm good, man. Everything's going well. Thank the Lord. Well, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> Remember, Pichi, not to <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Andale, pues. So, yeah. So, today, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about, like, the Mavericks free agency. It's getting kind of interesting. Like, I mean, and then also just the the fact of like the NBA season is going to come back real fucking quick. Like the draft is happening soon. And apparently the season's going to start in December. Did you, did you realize that there was uh, something that came out was like, I think not December 22nd, but like some, somewhere in mid December. Yeah. I was reading up on that, that yeah, that because of this whole situation, we'll start the season in December, but I heard the draft was going to start November the 18th. Yeah, so, so pretty much a week very, from now. Yeah, no, well, it's four days from now. Wow. <laughs> it's really that close. Um, so it's, like I said, this whole situation with the pandemic has thrown us all off. So it's like you're going to have the draft in a four days by the time we record this. And... And then in December, which is, you know, you said mid-December, which will be about a month later, you start the season that fast. So did you hear anything about them having a preseason? Or are they just going to forego the, the preseason and just jump right into it? See, I, that I, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, that I don't know, dude. And in, in like, I don't know. This is just my opinion. I think all of this is happening way too fast. It really does not give teams much of a chance to really prepare or allow other players to come back healthy. Um, so I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen here. Um, if they have a, like at least a couple preseason games before they start it, it is what it is. Because again, the fact that they're starting this so soon I don't know. Uh, it, it's it, I'm a little confused as to why they decided, like instead of maybe January, give it an extra month, just to give people a little bit more time to prepare. I don't know. That's I guess that's just what the the players' union and the just the league decided would be best. I don't know. I, I'm not part of that shit, so I wouldn't know. But well, overall, yeah. But uh, it. But you know, I I feel it would be it would behoove them to either. One, shorten the preseason. I mean, shorten the shorten the regular season, shorten the amount of games, since you're starting two months later than you would usually in the past. And then that way you can allow for a preseason to take place. Or just wait. But if you're not, or two, just uh, if you're not going to cut any regular season games, start, yeah, I would say start the beginning of the year, start the new year, and play the 82 game season it's because i really think well but then i bet you it's because they need the revenue for the christmas games because those are what what sells that's the shit that they they you know they need yeah that okay that's true it's just when the nfl did not do a preseason i felt it well it hurt the teams because that preseason helps them get into the groove and see where they stand as far as their players go and 
look at where a lot of teams are in the NFL. They're yeah, there's a lot of injuries them. going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Especially the Cowboys, which we'll get to later on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, as far as like, yeah, as far as that's concerned, it's it's going to be interesting. But today, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, the Mavs free agency stuff. Um, I recently watched a podcast by a guy named Kirk Henderson. He has a podcast called Mavs Moneyball, and it's it's pretty good. Like he he he's very knowledgeable, and he he, he talks about a lot of great stuff. So if you ever get a chance, it's I think it's on like SB Nation, Mavs Moneyball. Please mm-hmm. go go give that a, a, a listen to because it is really fun. Like he he has a lot of good information to to touch upon because he uh, his recent podcast with uh, himself and uh, Ben Collins was was really good. And yeah, I'm I want to give a shout out to Kirk because he he was so gracious enough to let us kind of touch upon his recent episode. So when you get a chance, go subscribe to his podcast, Mavs Moneyball, and also follow him on Twitter at Kirk Serious Face because he he's really cool. Like he's a really cool guy to talk to. But yeah, like kind of what they they delved on is a, a few key names like uh, Drew Holiday, Victor Oladipo, and. Ben even kind of touched a little bit upon uh, Davis Bertans from the Wizards currently. And those are very interesting names. Like, I mean, well, Drew, I mean, has been, Drew Holiday has been kind of tossed around a bit on a lot of teams' names. Um, and then, I, I don't know, it's like at first, I really wasn't so sold on Victor Oladipo. But when Kirk and Ben kind of broke it down a little bit, I, I'm a little bit more open-minded to it. And it wouldn't be a bad fit. But it's just my only deal is with with Victor Oladipo, my main situation is his deal with his defense. He's not as good defensively as Drew Holiday is. They're both at, at this point a little bit injury prone, but I, I don't know. Drew Holiday, not so much. I don't at least I don't think. And he, he would have an interesting like I, I think he would be good chemistry wise with Luca because it would take some pressure off of Luca with the ball handling because Drew Holiday is a decent passer but he is also a very good defender and we need perimeter defense like more so than not but it Victor Oladipo wouldn't be a bad fit because if he can at least get back to where he was back in 2017-2018 that that is going to be huge I mean, as of late, he he didn't do so well. But then again, it was kind of a small sample size with the 19 games he played in, like, the season. I think it was mostly in the bubble. And then uh, within the playoffs, like, he, he was better a little bit better in the playoffs. But in, like, the 19 games he played, he didn't really shoot too well. But, I, again, I think that's him trying to get back into the groove. Like, I think he shot, like, 31% from three-point range, like, with an overall – uh, effective field goal percentage of like 46%, I think, something like that. And it was like 14 points a game. So, I mean, even if he gets you at least 18 points on on decent shooting splits, that's a good player to have on the offense. But the thing is, like, last year, this team had a, like was one of the top-rated offenses in the league and probably all time. Like, they were the highest-ranked offense in history. And like that's amazing but again a lot of the struggles with the Mavericks happens to be their defensive side of things and you know Kirk and uh, Ben Collins really talked a lot about um you know just Rick Carlisle's infatuation with guards and a lot of times his guards get exposed on defense I mean like Seth Curry I mean he 
you can only he can only do so much. JJ Barea is definitely on his older side of his his career, and he's definitely a huge liability on defense. And then, like, I mean, Brunson wasn't bad. Burke is okay, but like, I don't know. We definitely could do better, but we also need to limit the amount of guards we have because we have so many. Like, like I just named four like freaking different guards. And we just need at least one one or two guards that will take the pressure off of Luca. Like I, I would opt to keep at least Trey Burke and Seth Curry, because you definitely still need shooting. Even though Seth was I mean, he was still decent, but he wasn't as consistent as he has been. Um and then I don't know, like overall the math struggles have been like perimeter defense and just overall defense. When you put KP at center, he is he's he did very well defensively this year. But I don't think I would have him be the sole anchor of our defense. You need a little bit more help than that. And who knows if if they decide to keep Willie Cauley Stein, if he ends up being like really helpful to this team. But we really won't know until the season starts on that or if they ended up using him as an asset in a trade. Um, But overall, I mean, as much as Dallas really loves Dwight Powell, I just, I don't know, man. I just, I think his contract, they they really paid him a little too much for the type of player he is. And also considering how he comes back from his injury, I don't know. I really don't know, but he would be a very good trade asset. Something to get off the books so we have at least a shot in free agency next year because, again, everyone's going after Giannis Antetokounmpo. This year's free agency class has been is, – is a little bit under par for, for most people. But as far as, like, okay, other names. They mentioned Drew Holiday. They mentioned Victor Oladipo, and then they mentioned Davis Bertans. And Davis Bertans this year was a really good piece in that Wizards, you know, offense. Like, he was shooting really well percentage-wise from three. And definitely – for his size a little bit better than how KP was shooting. Cause even Kirk mentioned that it, just because he shoots beautifully does not necessarily mean he shoots well. Like he, he didn't do well from three this year, but hopefully that improves. You never know. Maybe KP takes a step in the right direction from three point range and hopefully Luca as well. Cause that was the thing that they kind of struggled with themselves personally, as far as superstars go, that was kind of a struggle on their end, but who knows? Maybe if you kind of pay a little bit more to get Davis Bertans, yeah, it kind of hurts you, but not so much as far as cap room. But you get at least a decent shooter. And maybe he, you sign him for like a one-season contract and get him off your books just to get Giannis. That was what was kind of mentioned there. But who knows? I don't know. It, it may end up being a good move. But I don't know. I think the perimeter defense is sorely needed. We Again, we had a really decent offense last season. But yeah, I don't know. As far as trade assets, we have like Delon Wright, uh, Dwight Powell, and a lot of people are really trying to tout uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., which I mean, it depends on what they get back. Because Tim Hardaway Jr., like he struggled at first in the beginning of the season, but then he really came into his own and has been a really integral part of this offense. So I don't know. I don't know who you get him for, like who you trade him for. And a lot of people have been, I've been seeing it in a few different articles about Zach Levine. Zach Levine, he's very athletic, and he's he's done a lot better from three-point range. But I just – I don't know how well he fits within this Mavericks system. That's just my opinion. I don't know how well he fits. I mean, granted, he gives you a little bit of an, another scoring option to take pressure off of Luka, but it just – 
I, I don't know how well he fits within their scheme. Who who knows? Because Rick Carlisle, I know I've been a little bit like off on Rick Carlisle as of late because of just the way he runs his schemes. But in the playoffs last year, he actually made like he managed his own quite well. Like he he really put up some decent rotations to kind of you know give give the Clippers a run for their money. So I don't know. Maybe you give Rick Carlisle a few more years to to figure it out with Luca and KP. But you know what's crazy to me, dude? A lot of people have been like saying, hey, just trade KP. He's so injury prone. It's like, dude, it's one season. Give him a chance. You know, like he actually did pretty well within the latter half of the season. Give him a shot and see how it goes. And yeah, if it ends up not working in your favor, then yeah, you figure out something to to get in place of KP, but something that you know, at least again, a, a good defensive presence, but it still gives you enough spacing for scoring. But I don't know. That that's just the thing. I really think people need to give Kristaps a chance because when he was given the opportunity, he didn't disappoint. And you know, and last year in the playoffs, he did really well. If if it wasn't for that stupid call by the refs, I bet you they probably. I mean, it's not certain, but they probably do win that game. Because I mean. Kristaps has played very well defensively. It's just overall, he his shooting needs to improve a little bit more. And once that happens, I, I think the Mavericks are, are set to make a run for at least the conference finals and possibly even the finals if they, they do well enough. But I don't know. The West has been really, really competitive this year. So who, who knows? But those are like a few like names I've heard thrown around as far as like, like free agency. And, like, who do you give up? Some people are saying, like, Brunson, Delon Wright, and some are even saying Trey Burke. I think Trey Burke is, is a little bit more tantalizing because of his performance. But I almost want to retain Trey Burke because of how well he did. But who knows? I mean, again, I'm not a GM. I don't know what they are seeing on their end. But I think it would be nice to keep Trey Burke and, and at least Seth Curry. And then you can probably package Delon Wright – uh, Dwight Powell, possibly even Jalen Brunson, and and a lot of people are using Justin Jackson, which I think would be okay. I think because Justin Jackson, he's all right, but he's not great. I think that's somebody you can kind of get get off your books just to, you know, have at least an improvement. And you keep Maxi Kleba because I mean, at, at first I wasn't so high on him, but he's he's really coming to his own this season. And then Dorian Finney-Smith another good solid piece like we have good assets and and Kirk and Ben made this point on the podcast that they have a lot of pieces that would be very good like six men or bench role players on other teams but they have too many of that they need like solid starting pieces and and I think with those assets they I think the Mavericks can manage to pull off something well this time in free agency because I mean who who knows? Like KP was the huge uh, pickup last year. Maybe they get something really decent this year. And and again, the next year they they get something that they put that puts them in the running to land Giannis. Because I mean, other teams like the Miami Heat, the and of course the Milwaukee Bucks are trying their best to retain him. But yeah, that's that's just what was kind of discussed on their podcast. And yeah, if you get a chance, please watch that podcast. It was really, really informative. But what, what do you think, Mario? How, how do you see things as far as that's concerned? Well, like they mentioned in their podcast, and I agree with them, Dallas uh, needs a second playmaker. 
um, because the only one that has been consistent uh, before and after, you know, he got hurt was Luca. You know, he was their sole, he is their sole playmaker and he goes out of his way to try to make plays happen, which, you know, God bless him for that. You know, you need that, you need players with that kind of, that gusto, that kind of determination to make it happen, even if the chances look very slim in certain uh, games. So, but he can't do it all. So I feel, yeah, get an, a second playmaker to, so that way when Luca needs to come out, you can put him, you know, whoever this other playmaker is, in that will perform at Luca's level or exceed it if, you know, well, I don't. That's that's gonna be really hard to do. I don't think you exceed Luca at this point. Luca is on well. I mean, planet, I man. mean, I'm just saying close to at his level or close to, so that way you can keep the momentum going in your favor. So it, it it's tough. And I mean, Oladipo, when I saw him play in uh, Indiana, I was like, you know, this guy can do it. He just needs to be more consistent, especially when it really matters. Because I remember watching him several times in the conference finals and. No. Oh no no. Not, times where I don't think he played. It. In, I don't think he played in the conference finals. I mean, he's he's played on OKC or uh, in the in, in the in the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, general. Yeah, in it's okay. Playoffs. Yeah, there's times where he was on it, and then there was times where he's not. So he needs, I mean, because he needs to be there. I mean, because when he played against um, like LeBron and the Cavs in 2017, 2018 season, like he like he and that team pushed him to seven games. But I mean, I think he got injured in I think game five. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, he he got injured uh, shortly thereafter. But he is a good piece. So I I would say yeah, that's a good option to go for, maybe as your second playmaker. Uh, Giannis, I mean hell, you know he's a playmaker and is all right even for a big guy. So that would be an amazing. Uh, an amazing uh, option if they can get him. Yeah, and but so, see that, and that's I, I, that's for next season. But again, they're they're trying to at least get some pieces that put him in the conversation to to sway Giannis to come to them, and then like next year if they can still like I guess manage to create well, some I mean, cap next space season, to sign him. Just, yeah. Well, I mean, next season is right around the corner. No, no, no. The, the, the very, the very next, next this the season this very next season after this because it's it's. Okay. Um, because he becomes a free agency. Oh, he's still got one more year? Yeah, he has one more on year under contract. contract, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I, I agree because, yeah, uh, I think both of them made a good one. They need a second playmaker. So mm-hmm. whoever that is, it, need, it needs to be close to, if not on the same level as Luca. So that way... It's not all, or at least somebody, or at least somebody that could give you like at least six assists a game, you know. Right, exactly, because you know it'd be nice, you know, if you had, you know, someone like Jason Kidd back in the day who was an amazing playmaker. You know, if Jason Kidd was still in his prime, shit, that would have been a great, a great thing. Like when he came back to Dallas. I mean, he wasn't in his prime then, but. He still made some awesome plays. So someone like him, someone similar to him, well, and or, I think, you know, the playmakers. And I think Drew Holiday you know. can can be something of that nature. I mean, Drew Holiday is a really decent ball handler. And he, again, we need a defensive presence. That's that's just the right, thing. Of like, that's what we lack. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. this team lacks. Yeah, if that's what I've noticed from this last season is they're um, – not to, not to trash them, it's just they're – their transition 
ball transition was not fast enough to my liking, especially when they transferred from offense back to defense. It, it just wasn't fast enough. And they would always, many times I see him get beat to the basket or get beat, uh, weren't fast enough to block a shot and, and the opposing team, you know, we capitalize so that, on that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the ball transition from def- from offense to defense needs to be faster. And yeah, I, I would agree. You know, it, a lot of the big guys, and it's hard when you're a bigger person, you, uh, you're not as fast as your, as your guards, but um, <clears throat> as far as your guards, yeah, I, I do see we have too many guards. I agree. I would keep Seth. I would keep uh, Burke for sure. But I, uh, I would like to see if you could keep him uh, because of his experience. Uh, but of course, you know, it all depends because he's been really crucial in having that experience, especially when he won the championship. But, you know, it's been a while since then. Uh, as far as your forwards, I do, I'd say keep Hardaway. I mean, he came in, he really helped in the playoffs. I think he's a shooting guard. Um, like I, I think he's a, a shooting guard, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is he a shooting guard? I thought he was a like a small forward. I mean, maybe maybe he plays. But I could be mistaken. De, de, de I think I think. Let's see. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. I, I think he's a he's a smaller guard. Not like super small, but right. I, I can't remember, but uh, I would definitely find every possible way to keep him. Oh, whoops! It it, it puts. It puts him Hardaway Senior. <laughs> I was like, wait, he didn't go to UTEP. Uh, his dad did. And it's like, yeah, okay, I uh, He is a yeah. He's a oh no, he he does play both small forward, shooting guard. Yeah, he, yeah. he's a well, he's I a decent sized player. Yeah, I would I do everything to keep to keep him because he really seemed to be finally gelling with this team. It's like, bro, give him some more time to develop. I keep him. Oh, and see, that um, was another that was another point that I have always iterated that. Uh, Kirk and Ben kind of like touched upon that a lot of times this Mavericks team doesn't ever seem to have a consistency as far as like chemistry is concerned. There, there's never a set team. Like, and that's that's every year. There's they always get these different players, and then the like. I mean, this year they gelled really well, but in other years they just they keep getting other pieces, and they just doesn't they don't have enough time to to mesh. So yeah, that, that's just or, how I see it. Or there's just some players that just don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like ever since, ever since the 2011 championship, you know, like I said, I'll hop on this again. I really think Mark Cuban screwed up in dismantling that team when I felt that they could have gone on another run. You know, even if they at least give them a chance to like to prove yeah. themselves, like maybe even a like to the yeah. conference semis or even conference finals, even yeah. whether, whether that would have worked or not, it definitely gives you a better chance than what they had after the fact. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's granted, why. Yeah. Lamar Odom was supposed to be one of those guys that would have helped them maintain, but he just didn't pan out. Cause again, he, he didn't want to be there. That's just, yeah, and that, that's, that, that's just like, bro, then why did you, why did you bother you know, accepting the offer if you didn't want to. Well, be no, there. but see, he was traded. There's a difference between being. Oh, he was traded. Oh, yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah, he was but traded. It, but I mean, it's like, I don't know. And then, like, same thing with Rondo as well. It's like, I, I don't know, man. It's like, look, you get an opportunity. Sometimes you get a chance to choose your team when you're in free agency. That's one thing. You know, you get the chance to choose the option that gives you the best deal. 
And a lot of times you're traded and you don't have a say. But it's like, bro, you still got an opportunity to play. Yeah, and, and it's just with him and, and Carlisle, they just butted heads. And Carlisle has a certain way of, of coaching. And then Rondo is, he he's a ball handler that he he has his own vision on how he wants to operate the offense. And, you know, he to his credit, I mean, he's done well. I mean, and look, he just he won another championship. And that last game that they played, he played really well. So I guess credit to him. It sucked that he didn't, like, put in the effort when he needed to here in Dallas. But, you know, power to him. He has two championships now. Right, of course. I'm not going to diss him on that. Congratulations to him. He earned it. It's just, but at the end of the day, you know, you're the player. He's the coach. You know, he, you know, he's the boss. <laughs> I mean, in some regards, I mean, but look, look at what happened in Chicago with Jim Boylan, dude. That guy was an idiot. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And he lost the the attention and just the respect of his players. He And, and that's what happens when you, you're not a good coach. You ju- you don't know what you're doing. Carl- yeah, well, yeah, that, that, that'll go most definitely. There's, there's one thing if you have a coach that's completely incompetent, doesn't know what he's doing. But another thing, a coach knows what he's doing. He has experience. He has, you know, he's, he's shown that he has success. It's just sometimes, you know, every coach has their ups and downs. That's, that, that's different. It's like, come on, man, you know, and you know, for, has for, to be a level of respect. Yeah. And for some, yeah, I'll, I'll admit I was harping on again. I was harping on Carlisle for a while because some of his rotations just kind of frustrated me because they, you would put play Luca in certain stretches and then take him out when you kind of needed him most. And it's just, I don't know. And again, Carlisle did really well when it came to the playoffs. When it came to playoff time, he had really good rotations then. But it's just, I don't know. I just hope to God that uh, Carlisle becomes a little bit more consistent in this upcoming se- season. And he probably will. So I'm, I guess I'm back to giving him more time to really operate with this team. But I don't know. He, yeah, he definitely yeah. he definitely deserves the respect for like what he did in, in these these past playoffs. Yeah, I mean for under this under the current uh, circumstance, yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, as far as like I said, you know, defense definitely needs to improve. Like I said I keep Hardaway. Um, I mean, I really liked Powell because he was really developing nicely. But if he's, but if you think he stalled, then of course, yeah. Well, I don't think that he stalled. It's just his contract. I don't think. I think they overpaid him personally. I really think they did. Um. So if they could utilize him in an, as an asset in a trade, I think that would be more beneficial to the Mavs. They get him off the books. They have more of a chance to have a shot at getting Giannis. And he and you know. Uh, Powell would be a very good serviceable player on other, another team. Like at first mm-hmm. I thought he was pretty bad because of just how he just wasn't aggressive enough on the rebounding. And he just, sometimes his ball handling is leaves much to be desired, but he, he definitely improved as the season went on. So maybe, I don't know, hope, maybe, right. they, maybe they give him another shot and they get rid of Willie Colley Stein in favor of Powell. I don't know. It's it's kind of up in the air with those two because that's why they got Willie Cauley Stein because they needed somebody to replace Powell. So uh, who it it's dependent on who they keep. But I think it's better that they utilize Powell in a trade to get his money off the off the books. Yeah. So as far as guards go, I definitely keep Curry. I keep Burke, poss- possibly, and then of course you got Luca, and if possible, keep Areya. So you got four guards. 
for because I mean uh, I think well because you can get Delon Wright and possibly Jalen Brunson to sweeten a deal, but then maybe you also give them like a, a second round pick or something for for somebody like I don't know Drew Holiday or if they do go with Victor Oladipo, they snag Miles Turner in that as well, which would be a good anchor on defense to, right. to put alongside Kristaps. Uh, uh, but I don't know. It's just really dependent, and it's we're we're gonna see what happens. And I either way, I think the Mavs are in a really good position right now, and that's you you can't ask for anything better at this point uh, if you're a Mavs no, fan. I, I agree. I mean, the way they ended the season, you know, you know, I felt like they had a shot, but hey, I feel like they did good for what for where they were. Yeah, and they have a good but future. That, but those are my choices for guards, uh, for the forwards. You know, definitely Hardaway. Um, or Infinity Smith. Smith for sure. Um, who else did you say they had? I forget. Well, as far as like they have Maxi Kleba and they have Dwight Powell and Willie Colley Stein, but who knows if I keep Kleba for sure. Um, and you have Powell if they decide to keep him. I just hope that he gets involved more and just continues to improve. Um, and then for the centers, you got Porzingis. And Boban, which I think, well, are really good. Kristaps is like a forward center combination. I, I, I think he'd be better as the four. A lot of people are kind of torn between whether he should stay at the five or be a four. I, I for me, with his skill set and if he improves upon it more, I think he's more better utilized as a four. That's just mm. how I see it. As a, but, in the four positions, what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, and then Boban, like, of course, you can only play Boban for certain stretches because of just his size, and you don't want to end up injuring him. But again, who knows if they even keep Boban? Because I don't know. It's been a weird history as far as really tall centers. They don't like look at Salah Mejri. They had him for a couple seasons, then they got rid of him. But then again, part of it was Mejri's fault because he he made a couple boneheaded plays that that was kind of his own deal. But either way. Who knows what happens with Boban? I hope they keep him just for the fact that he's a fucking hilarious guy. But <laughs> otherwise, but he's good. I, I think they don't give Boban enough credit because, you know, that, like I said, that game that the last in-person game we went to, he put up some good numbers. Yeah, right? and Boban I feel like- killed it that game. Like, and see, I think if they play teams like the Lakers or the uh, the Nuggets, I think Boban would give him at least an opportunity to like for at least a few stretches within the games to to maintain competitiveness against bigger defense like bigger players but who knows i mean boban he he's decent but he's not as strong as davis i don't think but at least with against jokic i think you you can offset jokic's uh skill set with boban i don't know that may maybe we'll see do they we'll have see. jokic I, I, no 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 the, the not the nuggets yeah, oh, they, if one he went up against, yeah, okay, gotcha. But I mean, if they could get their hands on another center, uh, like actual center, that way they can switch Bulban out when they need to. Uh, I think it'd be cool. I just I'm trying to think. Yeah, because if they could that... get Miles Turner, because he he's decent from mid range. He's decent. He's not great, but he's decent. I mean, I I've said in the past like Stephen Adams. I've said Demarcus Cousins, but I don't Demarcus know. Demarcus Cousins. I haven't seen that guy for a minute. Yeah, Is he, he still in he Sacramento? Got, no, no. Whoa, dude, no. That was a long time ago. I'm sorry, man. It's it, I, <laughs> forgive me, man. It's just it's like I said. I don't. I'm not following sports as much as you do because a lot of stuff I'm okay, doing. Okay, because here, uh, here's the thing. Okay, where so, is he now? Because here's the thing. 
just to show you the timeline, just so you don't forget. So he was with Sacramento. He got traded to New Orleans when Anthony Davis was still there. They played a good amount of the season. He, they were doing really well. And then he gets injured in New Orleans. And then he decides to opt into a contract with the Warriors. So there was pretty much a fucking death lineup of him, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. Like, that's a killer starting five. But again, I that he, was he, there. Yeah, yeah. he didn't play a majority of the season. And then when they were in the... Well, that's why, season, that's why I didn't know. Yeah, and then within the later season, like, he was starting to do okay. But again, when he got to the finals... I mean, he had one game where he played really well. But then, yeah, it just it just wasn't working out at that point because Clay got injured, KD got injured. So, yeah, it didn't end up panning the way that they needed it to. But if if they had been all healthy, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would have been a massacre on every freaking team in the league. If they were all healthy, oh, my God. I don't well, know we'll how it, God, risk, <laughs> God help you. I don't yeah, know well, how you. We'll see what happens this season. I mean, I'm yeah. sure I'm, hope, I'm sure they're all going to be healthy and ready to go. It's just but actually because yeah. Demarcus, I don't think he's going to be as healthy. He's still kind of nursing his injury, and once he, I don't know, he's probably going to come back like within probably mid portion of the season again. But we'll see. But yeah, but, as far uh, as like as far as that's concerned, I mean, they they really need to focus on uh, whittling down and getting some good defensive players. Because another name that has been thrown around is uh, Jay Crowder, probably getting him back. My only apprehension to that is, uh, is is the fact of how he struggled from three in the finals because uh, he was on the heat. He didn't he didn't do as well from three point range like he had in past seasons. So I don't know. Maybe you just u- utilize him defensively, and once in a while you get him some spot up threes. But I wouldn't utilize. I would probably use him sparingly. But who knows? Because because last season they were trying to go after. Like in free agency, they were trying to go after Drogic. And God, imagine if they gotten Drogic. I mean, he probably wouldn't have made the finals. I mean, they still probably would have been like decent in the playoffs, but I don't think they make the finals without Drogic. And it sucked that Drogic got injured in the finals. But yeah, overall, yeah, that's that's a lot of where I'm kind of. Yeah, well, I would say main uh, my main points for Dallas, they need to acquire a second playmaker. And I would think a defensive uh, player and, and another defensive player, especially I would think another center uh, would help. You know, like I said, switch well, up but see, it's just arms. dependent because it, you don't want to get somebody who kind of clogs the paint for Luca and KP. You kind of need to create enough space. So that's why you need at least a center that gives you like some shooting. Cause I mean, Miles Turner is okay, but who knows if he ends up working in that regard. So I don't know. That's just another thing. Cause I used to be all on centers. Hey, we need, we need a presence like Tyson Chandler, but the yeah. game has, the, the game has evolved so much to where centers are starting to kind of fade unless you, or unless you're a center that can shoot like a, a Carl Anthony Towns. So yeah. Yeah. That just becomes harder now. So I don't know. Well, I would feel that, for all players, regardless of what position you play, you got to know how to shoot. I figured that would be just, you know, a common knowledge. Well, I know, but see, back in the 90s, dude, like in the early 2000s, it was more centered on, again, the center. And they, they were just more better utilized in the paint. Like they Right. I mean, yeah, they, they should still be utilized in the paint, but I mean, also, they should be, they should know how to shoot 
because what if no one, none of their shooters open, they, you know, and they're the only ones. That's what I mean, you know. No, I get you. But, and then it's, it's heading in that direction, the, the league. It's heading to where you're starting to find centers that are better shooters. And, and even also at the free throw line, too. Yeah, no, they are getting better. Okay, but yeah, so overall, yeah, that's just kind of the whole general consensus. Once again, please have a look at uh, Mavs Moneyball uh, podcast with Kirk Henderson. And uh, go on to his Twitter at uh, Kirk Serious Face and follow him. He's he's a really cool guy. But yeah, next up, um, I kind of wanted to talk about this whole buzz right now with uh, Russell Westbrook, because he's now expressed that he is uh, he's not feeling happy in Houston and he's wanting to do something else. And it's kind of crazy, man. Like how the Rockets went from being a heavy contender, like for the finals with um, Chris Paul then completely traded him straight up for Russell Westbrook. And now it's just, it's kind of a strange situation now because Westbrook is now just, there's more fuel to the fire against Russell Westbrook in this league, whether people are willing to take a chance on him or not. Like going from being a, an MVP doing triple double after triple double every season to pretty much nobody really wanting to have him on their team. I mean, I mean, not, I shouldn't say that because there are some teams that are considering, like, I think the Clippers might've been a team, the Knicks, the the Hornets are expressing interest. It, it's a very strange situation. And because by this point, who knows if even James Harden is going to be willing to stay in Houston. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they end up getting Westbrook off and Houston, I mean, and then Harden decides he wants to stay in Houston. Because, I mean, there were some reports that say if if he were to be traded, his destination spots would be possibly the Sixers. And I think there were, I forgot the other two teams, they said. But the Sixers were defi- definitely a team that he would see himself playing. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I mean, the Lakers are always in conversations with that shit, but that's the Lakers. They always think they're going to get everybody. Um, but yeah, overall, that would be interesting. And it, it sucks because they had everything going for them. Daryl Morey was going crazy on all these moves, going more small ball, and then just kind of burst into flames because now Daryl Morey quit and is with the Sixers. And that's probably why James Harden wants to go over there because of Daryl Morey. And then, you know, with uh, what's his name? Who's the coach of, uh, oh, D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni was the coach for the Rockets. And then he decided, nope, I'm fucking done. <laughs> oh, did he, did he, did he resign? Yeah, he resigned. And now he's uh, going to be an assistant coach for the Nets under Steve Nash. Wait, Steve Nash is a coach? You didn't hear about that, dude? No, yeah, I didn't. He's going to be coaching the Nets. Bro, all right. Dude, and I like him. I don't know what to think about it. Like I hope the best for him, but I don't know. Maybe and, and I bet you that's why they got D'Antoni on there as an assistant to kind of guide Steve Nash a bit. Yeah, uh, he, you know, a veteran coach teaching a, a former player how to coach cuz it, it's different, you know. Or I don't know. Okay, a lot of people there's a lot of other people they're like, "Well, maybe they're just using it in case he sucks, they they just replace him with D'Antoni." <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, look, it's like with which anything. Which is not a which is not a bad idea. That's actually kind of smart, but who knows? But with wild. anything, well, with anything, man. I mean, a lot of players, when it comes to anything, sometimes are not don't become good teachers after they retire from playing. 
you know, and then some are, it, it depends. But yeah. And I know that Jason Kidd won a championship as an assistant coach, but I bet you like if he was the head coach, they probably would not have gotten far as far as him being the head coach. Cause I mean, look, he did, he had Giannis when he was coaching the bucks and they didn't do well. And I mean, granted, I don't think Giannis was at his, at the level he is currently, but even then I just, I don't know. I just don't think kid was that good of a coach, a head coach. So I don't know, but like, hopefully Nash does well. I mean, he has a really good team with KD and Kyrie and, but it also depends on how well KD like has healed when he comes back. If he's at least a shred of himself, then they have a chance. But if he's, if he's not even close to what he used to be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Um, but yeah, as far as that's concerned. Oh, oh yeah. That was another team. The Nets, the Nets, if Harden were to leave, he probably would have joined the Nets. But yeah, well, let's get back to Westbrook because we kind of went on a whole different tangent there. Um, so Westbrook, it would be interesting. Like if he decides, like if they trade him, I think it would be good for him to go to the Knicks. I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. It kind of sucks because, and then I, I'm pretty certain I'm going to get a lot of shit for saying this. He's starting to turn into Carmelo Anthony 2.0. Because he's a he's kind of a selfish player. He wants to to dominate because he's he's stated, I guess, that he wants to kind of go back to the way things were when he was in Oklahoma City. And I don't know, dude, that just sucks because instead of just improving your game to where you kind of take a little bit of a lesser role to try and and co- like cooperate and because he he's not a very good three point shooter, dude. Like for a guy of his caliber, he you would think he would be a little bit better, but he's not. And that's partially because again, he wants to he wants to be the guy that leads his team to victory. But he needs to understand there are there are sometimes less is more. But I don't know. He's just such a prideful player that he doesn't really see it that way. So I guess if he were to go somewhere, New York would be a good place because at least with New York, you get at least some more. I guess attention coming your way and you at least possibly make the playoffs. That's not guaranteed, but at least you have a chance now. Um, But then it takes away from other players like RJ Barrett, who could use a bit more experience, but who knows, maybe he compliments RJ. But again, I don't know. I just don't see that happening because Westbrook demands the ball a lot of times. And as far as Charlotte is concerned, I don't know who, who do you give up? You might give him Rogier, somebody else. Cause I, I don't think the, the Hornets should give up PJ. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Washington. P, I think it's PJ Washington. I could be wrong, but yeah, either way. I mean, I guess you pull the trigger on that if you're Jordan, because I mean, you gotta have something go your way. <laughs> I don't know. Cause Jordan is for as great of a player as he was, he just is not a very good, he's not a very good GM or owner overall kind of sucks, but yeah, that it just kind of sucks how far Westbrook has fallen from being a really heck of a good player, a decent second or third option on a championship team to like not even getting anywhere because he's just such a selfish player. Yeah, man, I don't know what his deal is, why he's being the way he is, uh, being so selfish, being a ball hog. It, and then everyone's going to probably be like, well, 
how can you call him a ball hog when he makes all these like when he makes all these passes and get all these assists? And it's just like it's not the fact that he gets assists; it's the way he gets it. And and at that point, it becomes more of a stat padding situation than him being a decent passer. Because yeah, if you I mean, look at his turnover stats, he has a very high turnover rate, and that's probably why like like you you can tell that that just becomes a a point of stat padding because his turnover rate is so high. Yeah, it, it seems like he's just racking up his assist his assists stats just for the sake of the yeah, stats. Yeah, he's like, forcing no, it. Man. No, man, it's like, look, make the assists when you see an opening that will get your team to score. And that's why assists are very important. But because you can't re- you can't do it all by yourself. And the, But there was also many times where he'd take it upon himself, hog the ball, and try to score. It's like, bro. Yeah, especially when he's trying to... What are you, a one-man... F- are you a one man team here? It's like, bro, you're you got other players that can that you need to get involved. Okay, so you know, the team overall is not doing great, but that doesn't matter. You know, you could turn it around by trying to share the ball with everyone. It's a team effort, work together. Yeah, and, and he would like, force the three point shot way too much. And, and again, he's he's better utilized in like a spot up shooting in the corner. That's that's where he's best, but even then it's it it's still give and take on that. So I don't know. Yeah, it. I don't know what happened between him and Harden, but you know Harden's also a very ball dominant player. So, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to butt head, bash heads. Uh, well, actually, them. It, it wasn't really between them. Like they, because again, they have chemistry and they did well in in OKC together. But sometimes, even if you have a chemistry with a player, that doesn't mean the fit necessarily works. That's well, like, just the thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, things do change. Uh, over the years so yeah it's not going to work out like maybe it did when they were in OKC so but even then it, it you got two big in a way two big personalities two big egos on the court and you don't think there's going to be some some friction between them I mean not necessarily like where they you know fight each other so to speak on the court it's just but even then it's like their dominance is both of their dominance is very big so well, and yeah. then also, like, I mean, other players, uh, at least, like, um, Austin Rivers has said shit on Harden that, like, he's kind of a dick. And, I mean, I don't know. I guess if you're that big of a player, sometimes you can be a dick. Um, and then also, I mean, and this is something that, like, Rusty Buckets had said, like, about, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trevor Ariza has just been saying that there's been some issues with the Rockets organization in general, how they're kind of not treating him as well. So I don't know. There's just there's just a lot going on. I mean, I don't I don't think Trevor Reese's is he on the Rockets? No, I don't know. I, I don't think he. Maybe it was just something that he stated in the that in the past. The organization isn't really as good as people think they are. And of course, people are not giving as much uh, blame to Daryl Morey on this whole entire situation because because it's like look, Chris Paul. Yeah, he they gave him a really bad a really big contract for a guy his age, but at least with Chris Paul, he kind of proved his worth. Um, For the most part, at least he proved his worth. And then they just pretty much traded one bad contract for another with Russell Westbrook. So it's like, I don't know why he would do that, but whatever, maybe it's because, Oh, well, Russell Westbrook's younger. Yeah. So that, that, that may be true, but I don't know. Overall, but it's just he needs to change his outlook, his whole perspective, and his attitude because 
it's getting him nowhere fast. And if he keeps going the way he's going, yeah, he's going to, I just feel like he's going to end up like Carmelo Anthony, unfortunately. I mean, I like, I like Carmelo, but he could have had a championship by now. And um, the same with Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like he's going to be added to the list of those players that could never win one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it it's a sad situation. I mean, I wish nothing but success for, for anyone, especially him. But it's like, well, if you don't change your attitude or the way you do things, then nothing's going to improve. Yeah. But overall, if... I don't know. What what else do the Knicks have to lose at this point? Like, you might as well pull the trigger on this, but I, I don't know. Who who knows? Man, poor Knicks, man. They, they've just been poorly managed Yeah. for a long time. Dolan is a fucking idiot. It's just... Mm. So, it's going to be a while before we see the Knicks at their former glory like we did back in the 90s, man. Yeah, but overall, yeah, that's, that's kind of the situation with Westbrook. So, the next thing kind of wanted to talk about is like just the whole situation with the Cowboys, man. It's just, it's been a sad state of affairs, man. And uh, Ray Orta, right? That's, that's the comedian, right? Yeah. Did you, did you see, Oh wait, you're the one that posted that video with on our group chat with the freaking, with him, with the bolsa. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) We let Canelo be the quarterback. That guy is not a quarterback. He's a box. (laughs) 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 Pinchy Canelo. (laughs) I guess they were. Um. The Raymond Huerta is funny, dude. But he, yeah, he kind of think, he kind of was a little over the top. But yeah, like it, it does suck. I mean, it sucked that what happened to uh, uh, sorry Andy Dalton when he he took a hit himself, and then we pretty much got reduced to the third option, Danucci. But that guy, like, why the fuck did he open his mouth, Danucci? He he was saying some shit like. Uh, I don't know. He was really talking a big game, and then it just blew up in his face when they played the Eagles. It was like, why? Why would you open your mouth? It, I mean, and granted, it's not on the same level. It kind of reminded me with when uh, Tony Romo was like, "Oh, we're gonna win a Super Bowl this year." I, f- I forgot what year it was. And I was like, "Dude, shut the fuck up! How you play the games first before you make that claim? Get into the Super Bowl first before you make that claim." Yeah, it's the shit talking before anything happens never goes well. And that's that, that's like so Cowboys. <laughs> that is such a Cowboys thing to do. Like I don't, I don't. Get I don't it. know about that's a Cowboys thing to do. Every, a lot of players on other teams have done the same, so it's it's not unique, or you know, to I guess, but it's just I guess, but I don't know. I've seen that happen a lot to the Cowboys, and it just blows up in their face. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a horrible situation, and again, at this point, they're trying to be at least I think they're in competition with the Jets of landing the first pick because again, they're trying to go for that that QB out of Clemson. Um, and what, wh- whether that helps them or not, whether they even get him or not, that's just, I don't know. I, I know Steven Jones said he wants to maintain Dak as, as the future and McCart- McCarthy as the, the head coach. But who knows, man? Who knows what happens at this point? They're, they're I mean, trying to, yeah, they're, they're trying to screw Dak. It's like, bro, you know, he had a really, the first three seasons were really good. And then now you're going to do this to him. Well, and I mean, at this point, like it's it's up to it's it's just dependent on what's going to happen this upcoming season if he heals well, and and that just that's just so unfortunate. But I mean, granted, Dak kind of did screw himself in in the regard of hey, he could have just taken that other contract. But then again, 
I don't know. I don't know where to go from there. I just hope Dak recovers well and that he proves the doubters wrong. I just yeah, wish him the best in general. And then as far as like just overall, the defense is just shitty, really horrible defense. Um, and Zeke has just not been performing the way he's been needing to with the contract he was given. No, he, he's he not. He needs to be better. No, I just like, come on, man. He doesn't seem as fast as he was the first two years. It, it's, it seems like the you know, effort as, as, to be there. as Skip Bayless has said on Undisputed, that he, he's like he's running in Cabo Sand. It's like, and he's not wrong. Cabo it's Sand, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. You got paid how much? Was it a hundred million or ninety? No, it was it was some outrageous number. I forget. I, it's it's some outrageous number, and yet this is what you deliver as far as your performance. Like, come on, man. You know, that's why I feel everyone deserves to be paid what they're worth. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, we all do. But of course, it's very subjective because we have our perception of what we're worth compared to the owner or the GM's perception of what we're worth. Well, and granted, he did earn that contract when he was playing at the highest level. But right now, he's not playing to his contract. He right. needs to get back to that level of of right, play. but what I mean, right, 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 that yeah, of course. It's just, it just seems to always go that way. It's like you're playing at a high level, then you try to negotiate the contract with, from what you think you're worth, and then you don't, you don't um, uphold that same performance after you're paid. So because you, know, you got paid, right? You, you're, yeah, you got paid, so you got can paid. relax. So you can relax a little bit. And yes, it's like we all get that like, oh yes, I got paid today. So I can chill back. I can just lay back and chill, right? That's what we always like. Yes, I got paid. I'm good, but is but when it comes to something like this, it's like no, we gotta. We always gotta be on our A game, and it's tough sometimes. Like you know, we want to relax, but it's like no, you gotta still try to perform at a high level yeah. in order to in order to be like, hey, you know, we paid you this much. We expect this same level of performance from you uh, moving forward. And it's tough for some people because they, some players, they let off the brakes because oh, I got my money. I'm good. Think, you know, I'm, I'm secure. I was like, no, that, but that doesn't translate as an, oh, I, sh I can chill back and not perform at, at a high level. It's like, no, you got to still constantly perform at a high level because what, what's, it, it wouldn't take them much. It wouldn't take much for them to be like, yank that money back. Like, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that. no, but see that they I know it's guaranteed because it's this contract assigned. But what I mean is, it, it could be like, you know, uh, where they in other situations like, hey, I want my refund because this is not what I. What I know, but see, they, they that once it's guaranteed, it's guaranteed. They, they can't do shit about it. It's in the contract. Right, I know. But see, here's the thing, like, and then last week against the Steelers, everyone was all like, "Oh, the Steelers." Or a, a fake eight and O team because they almost no. lost to the Cowboys, and I'm just like, shut the fuck up, dude. We suck. No, no, like we mean. we got yeah. yeah, they played better this past weekend. Gray, granted, but they still couldn't pull out the win. Like, come on, yeah, exactly. Like they didn't win, so what the fuck? I mean, I mean? yeah, it's like, dude, I'm. That's what I'm saying, man. McCarthy was not the right choice. <laughs> no, well, okay. I don't see, think I'm he was. Say, the I'm, I'm not gonna say that yet, because again. What happened with like the injuries? And well, yes, the injuries. Yes, I'm not denying that the injuries played a significant role in how why the team is 
performing poorly. But I just don't feel like McCarthy has that same amount of uh, gusto, so to speak, that drive like maybe he did then. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe Packers fans were right about him. I don't know. Uh, I, but hopefully, I just feel, hopefully uh, next year when everything comes back to, I guess, into perspective, maybe, maybe he things get better. Who knows? But who like, knows, man? But yeah. It, but I don't know. It's it, depending but, uh, on how bad it gets. <laughs> that's why I, I, I just don't, I just don't think he's your, your coach. I really don't. Uh, but, and then on the other hand, you got to give credit to the Steelers because Aiden, no, no, man, Tomlin's no scrub. He knows what he's doing. He learned from, he learned Howard, from Bill Cowher. Howard. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing. It's just, there's been many years where he's had a rough go at it, trying to find the right pieces and he's gotten close, but at, this is a good start for them. So yeah, I think this is this is the one of the few teams that has a chance of like, uh, ups, uh upsetting the the Chiefs. Like yeah. they they're doing really well this year. I mean, I I still have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but I think the the um the Steelers are definitely in the running too. Yeah. So it's like I gotta give credit where credit's due, but no, we just. We just as suck. much as I don't like it, I mean that is the case. I know I don't like it either, but it it is. You know, like with any great team, they always have those bad seasons. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely the worst I've seen from in the my day, lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, for the Cowboys, and yeah. Worst and the worst to the start of the new decade. <laughs> Hi, honey. <laughs> Sorry, my wife. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just overall, it's, um, it's a sad situation. But hopefully it gets better next year. So, and then I guess the last thing we're going to end off with is... Um, is UTEP like the whole situation with you know El Paso being in the pandemic just people not doing what they need to be doing to like quell this it it, it is what it is and it makes me sad because as El Pasoans you we would wish that the people would strive better and it just sucks how many times you hear about El Paso it's always bad news like we always get the bad news from what at least from what I've seen like I, I just don't know what it is but anyhow UTEP like They've canceled a few games because of it being so bad over there. Who knows if they're going to finish the, the, the rest of their season, whether they play in uh, neutral sites or they just play the rest of their season away. Who knows? And, and it just – and it, UTEP, I mean, they're not great. Obviously, they're still kind of mediocre, but it's definitely better than last year. So you could at least – I don't know. You could at least be happy about that. But who who knows? And I don't think I heard any news recently if the UTEP's still playing the rest of this season. If they cancel the rest of their season, I mean that's unfortunate. But I don't know. I, I haven't heard much news on that. But at least from what I've heard about UTEP thus far, that's how it's looking. It's kind of looking very <sighs> kind of a lost season because the city is just not behaving, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Well, with this current situation, man, I just health and safety should come first especially for students mm-hmm. and if it's too yeah, much of exactly a, yeah if it's too much of a risk that because of the outbreak you know skyrocketed there and i mean it's no it's not just there but other parts of the country um but then the athletic director should make the decision whether or not you know we should continue as far as football i don't know about the other other sports on other teams and how they're doing if they've had any issues with that, but you know, I haven't heard any, you know, 
other football team, other college football team have that same issue. Maybe not as big as us, but uh, then again, we haven't heard everything. So all we know, uh, there could be more than just, uh, more than just, you know, one team having the same problem, but I, I just don't know. It's, this is just a situation we never found ourselves in. So I can't, I don't know what would be a, what would be the right solution here. So it's yeah. tough. Yeah. I mean, whether UTEP decides to like play in neutral sites or away games, I mean, to finish out their season, that probably would be okay. But again, it's just considering where they're coming from, that's going to be, it's going to be a risk now because it's like, Utah, I mean, El Paso so bad. Do does do you even finish off the season? Does does anybody or is anybody really willing to play Utah because of that reason? Now, and it just it sucks because I don't know. It, it just it, it's another wasted season. It's another wasted year for that for the athletics program for Utah for something for a, a program that's already struggling enough as it is. You know. Yeah, I mean. I want this team to succeed and, you know, really make it, make it to the top of one day. It's just uh, leadership really needs to be smart about it. And the support from the city and alumni need to really come together. And, and it's like, come on guys, you know, this is our team. Yeah. You know, you literally in town, you can literally drive to the game and yet some people don't bother. I mean, because you just, like, yeah, the, I mean, because, I, I mean, just in general. It's not even televised. You know, most, most college games across the country are not even televised because, you know, not ESPN or CBS is not can't be everywhere, even though I feel like they can get people to be at every game. But may, I don't know that would be asking too much. But it's I don't like, know, come you, on. you guys, you guys can literally drive to the stadium, you know, 70, was it 54? Or it was fifty six, fifty seven thousand seats in that in the Sun Bowl. Come on, no excuse. And there's yeah. way over a million people in the city. <laughs> yeah, can... I don't know. It's just yeah. So it, it sucks, but hopefully one day UTEP puts up a better roster, a better team, to where like, fans can be proud of it again. Who yeah, knows? Recruiting, recruiting, leadership, coaching. It all has to be. Top notch, and the president, I would feel, needs to be like, like, you know, come on, give your love to athletics. And yes, a lot of the coaches across the country, especially in football, are paid big money. So, but you got to make sure that you give them like an ultimatum. Like, come on, you're gonna be get, you're gonna be paid this much. You got to deliver, you know. So, yeah. and you got to have a coach that wants, that is, you know, tough. You know, show some tough love when they need to pushes their students and wants to be there, wants to stay long-term to make that, to grow a program, you know, cause they're going to leave their mark. It's like, Hey, come on, you know? Yeah. And not just utilize UTEP as a stepping stone. Yeah. And that goes for any school. It's like, bro, I mean, regardless of what school it is, don't you want to leave your mark somewhere long-term and to be like, Hey, this is where, you know, this, this is what I built. Home. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I built this is where I call home. And this is what I'm going to instill in the culture here, you know, called, you know, in culture of success. But a lot of coaches don't think that way. And a lot of people, a lot of teachers don't think that way. They think only about the name. It's like, oh, I want to be there because, oh, the, the name. 
name well, but, recognition. But it's see, like that's, but that's on. but that's the thing. They they built it off of their winning, and that when you win more, that breeds that success. That breeds that recognition. That breeds more. Yeah, and if UTEP could get that, that level, then yeah, it'll sort itself out. But UTEP just is you know struggling. They're just in a position where they can't improve. Well, what I mean is, <sighs> sorry, I had something on there. The one that, but it's like you. So a lot of people try to go to schools with with that name recognition already. It's like, no, well, well once you want to have want to try to build something that doesn't have that recognition, oh, but see, that, but and see, be credit like you built. It's like, hey, I built this. But you know? see, but see, that's different, especially if like you're a player too, going because obviously you're gonna get more recognition and more ability to get on draft boards if you play for the the bigger schools. Yeah, but it's like the bigger. It's like, but the bigger schools always. Like, I'm just more like. You know, these guys, like some schools already got everything. They got all that. And then some schools don't. But see, that's I not. To, I want to go to a place where I can build something like that. I mean, that... but like if if it's professional leagues, yeah, I can understand that if it's professional leagues. But on the college level, it's it's a little different. There's so many schools and you you can only get recognized so much if you're not in a bigger school. Like if, I mean, get, granted, Aaron Jones did get some pretty good recognition and he's doing really well in the NFL, but that, that can't be everybody. I know, but it's like, come on. That's why it's the support of the alumni, the support of the city around them, you know, also, also helps, you know, alumni support is a big key in, uh, in funding for any program, at any department, especially yeah. athletics. It's like, come on, it's gotta be. Yeah. Good. And I, and this season was definitely a, a step forward for the most part. They did better, but of course, every time they face a, a, a bigger name, they, they get trounced, but hopefully that improves. It will yeah. happen one day where they, it will happen that they're going to trounce a big name because I mean, the last yeah. time they did that, like it was Houston university of Houston. That, that was the last big name. I remember that they beat pretty well. That's just saying it can it, it can happen and it will happen again. That's why I'm just like, come on, man. You know, don't underestimate your opponent, no matter wh- who they are. So it, it 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 can happen and it will, and I know it. But like I said, it's got to support's got to come from the city, the people, the alumni, and you just gotta gotta have a coach that is a go as a go get it attitude and that wants to remain here. It's like, no, I can build something here. I know it's tough. I'm not saying it's, it's easy. It's not, but come on, you gotta, you gotta, some coaches gotta have to want this. Like, I can build something here. This is where I put my name on it. It's like, I built this, you know? Yeah. What happened to that? You know, I just don't feel that, that there's a lot of that going around anymore. It's like, yeah, because it's, it's instant gratification. Yeah, they don't want to have to work hard for it. It's like, uh, come on, man. Where's it? the reward? Would be so much sweeter. Is it gonna be easy? Is it tough? Yeah. Like for any of us trying to make a name for ourselves and doing what we love, is it hard? Yes, it's hard. But the reward, if you keep on at it, will be so much. Will be so gratifying. Yeah, exactly. I get you. But anyhow, um, that's really all we had to talk about for today. was there anything else you wanted to iterate before we we sign off? No, I um, think I'd be. I think we're good. I mean, I said, forgive me, guys. I'll do a better job of trying to read up on stuff uh, when I, in the sports world. It's just you know, school and 
starting a new job and then maybe being recalled back uh, to my old job. It, it, it it's, it's a crazy year. There's a lot of stuff going on. So trying to prioritize what I need to do, but I'll do, I'll work on doing better at uh, reading up on stuff and staying involved. So bear with me. <laughs> okay. Pues, ándale, pues, suscríbete a mi canal, sígueme en Facebook y también en Twitter. Y también sigue el uh, señor Kirk Henderson en Twitter en Mavs Moneyball. Ándale, pues, mi gente. Adiós. Que te vaya bien. Adiós. Thank you.